Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Asian Voice. This is episode 10 and will feature discussions of East Asian beauty standards. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Wilson. But unfortunately, John could not be here due to timing. But nevertheless, we are here joined by three special guests. Um, Hi, I'm Yuma. I met Rebecca at school and I'm from Japan. Uh, hi, I'm Tracy. Um, me and Mara, Rebecca are childhood friends and I am Chinese. Hi, I'm Xian, and I know Tracy through school and I know Rebecca through ballet and I'm from Korea. Nice, nice. Okay, so the whole theme of this episode is East Asian beauty standards. So I think initially we should start off with thinking about what the East Asian beauty standard is. So guys, what do you think? Well, I think a lot of it is to do with like having not very like stereotypically Asian features. So like having a tall Mm. nose or big eyes or like white skin, which is kind of weird considering it's not very Asian, but those are the beauty standards, if that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like there's always like that desire to like go for the Western look, but also the Western look isn't even the Western look, I guess. In a way, it's kind of like clouded over a bit. It's a bit fuzzy, the lines. Um, and like, in my opinion, when I think of East Asian beauty standards, I think of tall, pale, um, kind of like small mm. face, slim, like really slim, um, with like thigh gaps and things like that. Um, like perhaps dark hair or maybe even dyed hair. I don't know. But mm. like, I think that's predominantly like seen also in, mostly in China, but also kind of in Korea, I think. Um, yeah. What are your takes? Have you seen that TikTok video of that girl? Fitting yeah. That, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Through, that yeah, one where, like, she's just turning for no reason. Yeah. And she's, like, ridiculously slim. It's kind of yeah. crazy. I think that's, like, the beauty standards that um, a lot of East Asian countries hold themselves at. Yeah. But at the same time, for example, the paler skin, that's more influenced by Western culture. Mm. And yeah. They go through the lengths of like bleaching their skin just to achieve that. Yeah, I think there are a lot of like skin whitening procedures yeah. out there, which mm-hmm. I think is quite harmful to like especially young people. Because I don't know, like telling someone to be, have like whiter skin is not like it's like not anyone's fault having like a certain color of skin. But it's just why would you do that? It's just like, but is that Michael Jackson do? It messes with you. Like, um, yeah, not everyone kind of fits into the stereotypes. So obviously, people kind of want to conform to the standard, I guess. Yeah, and also um, you mentioned being tall. I think that's kind of a difference because I think in Japan, like people prefer it if you're. I wouldn't say like short, but like tallness is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like in in like well, my my interpretation is like in countries like Korea and maybe China, like they're looking for a more like elegant sort of look. Mm. But in Japan, it is more kind of like a cute look. So then petite is more common as like something that people look for. But I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's more like about long legs and like having Um, an elevated, elongated look, like stretched out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel like in Korea, they mostly have like, oh, skincare is a really big thing in Korea. Like having smooth skin as well. Mm. And like there's a lot of do you think that like having things. that smooth skin is just an asian like beauty standard or is it just a general one like around the world 
I feel like I it's general, but also it's like maintaining youth. Mm. Yeah. I feel like it's just about maintaining youth and looking young and glowy. Yeah, but um, it's like that thing. You know when they say that like Asians, they don't age until what, 50? <laughs> I think... And people think it's because of the skincare stuff, but I think it's just like... Genetics. Yeah. Collagen. I yeah. don't think you can... I think that skincare's a part of it, like mm. like the tech behind it. <laughs> there's some, there's like... probably some truth behind it. Like, obviously, someone that uses skincare will probably have nicer skin than somebody who's sitting in the sun and doesn't use sunscreen, you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. It's, like, smooth skin is something that's seen, like, worldwide as desirable, I think, along mm. with stuff like being thin to an extent. Yeah. To an extent. Yeah, to an extent, definitely. Yeah. Um, like especially in Western culture, I find that like we're all leaning towards like a curvier kind of physique. So like the hourglass figure, the sim thick mm-hmm. kind of trends that are going on. Um yeah. like people such as like Kim Kardashian and like the past Marilyn Monroe, like that kind of curvier yeah. figure is like really praised and idolized, and everyone wants to have that figure. So yeah, like, I think in the West it's like mm-hmm. mostly thin, except for some aspects. Like, like namely, I feel like yeah, in the Western culture, it's more like you must have a big butt or you must have large chest, but then you yeah. want your waist to be like absolutely like stick thin. Yeah, and you need to thigh gap and stuff as well. Yeah. But- in the West, it's about like accentuating what are seen as like female characteristics. So that's mm-hmm. like like no wide hips. hips and stuff, for example. But I think that's a bit less in Asia because I mean, I mean, obviously, like to an extent, things like that are desired. But I don't think like having a big butt is like the focus for as much. Mm. If you get what I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, can we also talk about that? I don't know if you've seen it on TikTok or something, but in um, I think it's in Asia, mainly like China. How if you fit through that little small gap, you can get your meal for free. Oh, I have seen. Have that. you seen that one? I have not yeah. seen that. Not... It's where there's like different level of poles. Bars. Yeah, and if um... you can fit through inside with, then you can get like a discount on your meal. Oh, the, the, the larger the discount. That's obviously like promoting slimness, which is it, it's actually like kind of bad because there's obviously everybody has different metabolisms, blah, blah, blah. So if you're wider, then you obviously feel disheartened by someone who can fit in through that small gap. And when you can't. Yeah. And also mean? like people who are like skinnier tend to, like get rewards in the form of like compliments and stuff but yeah. now they're getting rewarded like financially as well if they're getting discounts so mm. yeah I mean I'm <laughs> that's just a really weird thing to do mm-hmm. like okay maybe possibly it's to like if you're too skinny they're like eat more food at this restaurant mm. so here's a discount but no obviously it's not about that but I don't know it's just like do they really need to be promoting like being skinny like by using discounts i just find that really weird but, yeah. yeah 
crazy. I haven't, I haven't seen that like personally, but wow. Like I saw that one that you said earlier, the, the skinny mm. woman trying to fit through like the escalator and the wall and her turning for no reason. But like, I feel like mostly the videos from China um, that I've seen, like, I think the platform is called Douyin over there. Yeah. Um, but I think most of the videos are edited and um, yeah. these women have crazy filters that make their face super slim. Um, their nose is super small. Um, and also yeah. like, you know, and like lengthening their legs and making them stick thin and like things like that. So I think a lot of what you see from like TikToks in China, I don't think they're real. Like I think they're mostly mm-hmm. edited, but you know. Yeah. I've also seen videos where it's like, it shows usually Asian women um, who look like really attractive, but then they take off their makeup and stuff mm. and they look like a completely different person. And honestly, they do so many like crazy things to their faces. Like, like you can tell. There's like things to make your nose taller or like tape to make your face smaller and like all sorts of like crazy techniques. And, like the foundation that they use is like five shades lighter than their actual skin color. So it's like, yeah. it's like, White, yeah, yeah um, it's it's like they look like a completely different person and it's like there's like the beauty standards make you like want to change yourself to be a completely different person mm. so, yeah. it's more like if you want to conform to them or not and I feel like when people mm-hmm. do conform to a certain extent it can be quite like toxic and damaging to your like mental state and like it can do a lot to someone, I think. Like, especially yeah. in respects to vanity and appearance, mm. it can do, you know. Also, this isn't, like, directly linked to what we're talking about right now, but are we going to mention, like, Ollie London or something? Oh, <laughs> my God, Ollie London. Ollie London. <laughs> just because I feel like it kind of, it's kind of linked, but just, yeah. Should we just, do you want to talk about that now, or...? I mean, I don't, I don't mind. Can we tell the people who Ollie London is? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Okay, someone introduce him. What to say? Ollie London, he is a British white person. I think he's British. I don't know. He's white. And he's really obsessed with Korean culture and K-pop. I think, who's he obsessed with? Jungkook? Jim, is it Jimin? Jimin. Oh yeah, Jimin. Yeah. Yeah. He's really obsessed with Jimin from BTS. Um, so he undergoes plastic surgery to look like him and obviously because there's obviously the stereotype that Asians have slanted eyes blah blah blah, he's pulled his eyes on camera and stuff saying that oh yeah he's officially Korean he identifies as a Korean man Um, I think also just to add to that um, that he's had like loads and loads of like plastic surgery yeah. procedures procedures done and to look like like, Jimin. like just to look like Jimin so he's like shown pictures of Jimin to his plastic surgeons and told them I want to look like this guy and he's probably spent over like what six figures I just, I just, on his plastic surgery I just checked and, and it's have... around a quarter of a million so like 250,000 oh, god oh, but yeah I think he's also like lent more towards like having paler skin slimmer nose slanted eyes um rhinoplasties and stuff like that um but also he has yeah well like you said you talked about paler skin like a slimmer nose and like those are things that are kind of typically seen as like western features yeah yeah definitely um 
So I, I find it strange because a lot of Asians try to look more Western in a way. And then there's this mm. one Western guy who's trying to look more Asian. And I don't know. It's just interesting because I feel like in a way it might be easier for him to look, to have like uh, the Asian beauty standards features than for a typical Asian person to have them because he's already been born with like the tall nose and stuff but I don't know yeah I also think that he has this not scandal but thing that he could possibly get cancelled for saying what? is that he's transracial oh, and that, that he that identifies as <laughs> Korean and so a man that is born white born like born in like a privileged position is saying that he wants to be Asian that he wants to be Korean but also like I saw this video called would you rather on like channel four or something and he mm-hmm. was talking about how he was talking with um a black woman which props to her i loved her arguments um mm-hmm. and she was saying how if it was a black person saying that they wanted to be white or something like that 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 wouldn't be allowed because obviously that's not how it works but all of a sudden a man from like a white privileged position is saying that he wants to be korean all of a sudden that's like you know he can do that which obviously mm-hmm. i don't think is right but Sean, as a person from Korea, how do you see this perspective? Because I feel like that's quite interesting. Like, saying, like, you know, there's someone that's out there saying that they're Korean, but they're white. It's kind of weird. I think Oli London is just an odd man. He's just I feel bit... sorry for Jimin. He's lacking a couple of brain cells mm. there. Imagine oh, having what? someone trying to look like you so they get plastic surgery done. Right, but he's so scary looking. Does he not look in the mirror? He's so scary, scary. looking. Oh my gosh. He had an argument with this other tic- this other Korean TikToker. I don't know if you know. Let me try and find because it's it's weird. I'm just thinking though, because he says he's transracial. And I think race is just like genetics. Yeah, I feel like yeah. it's just what you're it's not, like you're there. Yeah. If it's like nationality, then to an extent that doesn't necessarily depend on your race. Because, mm. like, even if your race is like Asian, you can still I, like have a British like nationality if that makes sense. So, like, yeah. the fact that he used the term like transracial, so including race, I think he's just made it such a, like a. It's just I mean, a, he could literally just become like a Korean citizen and just say that. Yeah, I know. Like, I feel like yeah. if he said like, "I oh, my nationality is Korean," like obviously you can't just say that immediately. Like, you have yeah, to you have maybe to. like live there or like speak the language. Only London is a girl. Really? Yeah. yeah apparently, only London is now a transgender, transracial woman. Huh. Oh. I swear he's like gender fluid or something. No, yeah, they, but they go by they apparently. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, apologies for using the wrong pronoun. Yeah, apologies if I used the wrong pronoun. This isn't meant to offend anyone. Um, Fifteen Did you not? Don't cancel me. This one, he had an argument with this guy. I know they had like a whole TikTok beef. Yeah, Tracy's showing us right now some um, video or like some TikTok, screenshot of. I think. A TikToker yeah. who's had an argument with Ollie London about Tracy, do you know? Um, basically, he was just attacking Ollie London because he wanted to be Korean and he did the plastic surgeries and um, did a lot of hurtful things to agents, I assume. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah, I think that Ollie London has done a fair share of disrespectful things to the Korean culture. For example, mm. like apparently his dog was stepping on the Korean flag, which is apparently a big no-no. I don't know. Apparently that's really disrespectful. Mm. I feel like if you want to say that you're like, okay, forgetting about the transracial bit, like if you want to be like, have your nationality as another country, like, you should understand that country's culture to an extent. Because, mm. like, can he speak... I mean, can they speak Korean? I don't think to so. To an extent, I think. Do they I live there? Words. Yeah. They have a yeah, couple words. They've been to... Um, so yeah. they said that they lived um, in Korea for, like, nine years, fell in love with the culture. Then all of a sudden they wanted to be Korean. It's... I don't know. It, it's a grey area, I think. The thing is, is that you can appreciate the culture, but like, you're still gonna be white. Like, no matter, yeah. no matter how much you like go to the extent of plastic surgery to look like an Asian, you're gonna be white, regardless of how much. But it's like at the end of the day, they won't be able to experience the things that we do in terms of like society and yeah. stuff. So regardless, that's why I personally find it stupid when people want to be transracial and stuff, when they want to just change their ethnicity. It doesn't make sense because overall, you have not been through what others have been through. Do you get what I mean? Because Mm. of something they can't change. And the fact that you want to change it is just so stupid to me. Yeah, it's like saying that racism basically doesn't exist, but obviously it does. It's deep rooted in our society. And like, yeah. yeah, like we can't say that like, it doesn't exist. Yeah, like to say that you're a certain from a certain country, or like, say if you want to say that you're Korean, like there are just a few things that you have to go through. Like I don't know, like a Korean childhood, for example, mm. or like the experience is different. And I think it's, I don't think it can, it's like that easy to just say that you're from another country. I mean, yeah, well, talking about experiences. Yeah. Um, so, as we all know, we all like, we're all based in the UK. We all live in the UK. So, um, I think there are certain beauty standards that are in Britain. And then there are certain beauty standards in Asia. So, do you find that you conform or do you find that you guys have your own way of kind of conforming but not conforming at the same time? If that makes sense, like simultaneously. I mean, I think for me personally, my like ideal like version of beauty, for example, is kind of like a hybrid of both uh, Western and Asian beauty standards. I think like certain aspects of Asian beauty standards, like the fact that people want to be like extremely slim, like excessive to me. Um, I mean, I think obviously people... A lot of people see like being skinny as desirable in the West as well, but I don't think it's like to the same extent as it's seen in um, Asia. Um, so I think my upbringing in the UK has meant that I don't see like that extreme like skinniness as attractive, even though it is in Asia. If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. But I don't know. In terms of, like, the pale skin, it's something that both, well, I guess 
in the West, it's like tanned, but it's still like white, but it's like white mm. person tanned, if that makes sense. So like there is an element of like wanting to be white, which is mutual um, in both West and Asian beauty standards. And I think that's something like I've just been surrounded by um, like for ages. So it's hard to like remind myself that like, no, you you can't, you shouldn't be like ashamed of your own skin colour. But it's, you know, racism is very deep rooted in society, as you said, Rebecca. So, yeah, it's mm. hard. I think that's a beauty standard that's common in a lot of countries, but I don't know. Yeah. What do you guys think? I think a lot more people are starting to appreciate Asian culture and like their beauty standards and obviously wants to replicate it like Oli London, wherever. But I feel like what they don't know is that most Asian culture or Asian beauty standards is has changed because of Western influence. Mm-hmm. in terms of like oh we want to be skinnier we want to have paler skin smaller nose blah 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 and bigger eyes of course so that's that's why I find it it's obviously difficult because beauty standards always change like a couple years ago everybody wanted um s- smaller lips but now everybody wants big lips do you get what I mean so it's yeah, hard yeah, to yeah. stick to stick to one beauty standard yeah, I think obviously beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So obviously everyone has their own opinions mm-hmm. and everyone has their own mm-hmm. perceptions of what they find beautiful or what they perceive as beautiful. So obviously it's going to vary between people. Obviously there's always that standard that everyone wants to get to. Like there's always that I can do better kind of thing. I mean, I yeah. feel like I, I put myself to that. Like like I constantly want to just do better Like or, um, you know, do you like get to like that bit above? I don't know. Like if I'm already at this level, why can't I do better? I think I think you no one will ever be like fully satisfied with their appearance. Because yeah. mm. I know personally that like slanted eyes is a big thing for me. Like oh, the whole definitely. everyone was pulling their eyes and everyone was saying, Oh yeah. my god, look, your eyes are so small. No, hundred percent. Like you know when you're younger and you go to school and everyone used to make fun of your eyes and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, yeah. because I had um monolids people used to be like oh where are your eyelashes and I was just it was like really hard to explain I was like no 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 I have eyelashes but you just can't see them because mm. I have monolids and they were just so rude about it I used to cry all the time because oh yeah and then like people in my primary school like made up like a dumb not nursery rhyme but like like a little song thing I can't really remember it now but it was it literally had the like the names like Hong Kong, China. Oh, well, it is the Chinese, Japanese, Hong Kong. I remember one time. No, oh, I remember one time. God. This happened in school. This happened in secondary school. Um, really? Somebody in my year was talking about, like, just, I think, where people were from. And so we were all gathered in, like, this small group in the corner of, like, one of the classrooms. And then they were like, oh, you know, like, I've been to, like, Thailand, you know, like, Thai and then like all the Thai people and then one of the girls said what other needs are there and then they started naming Chinese Japanese and then like all the other needs and they were like mm, are there any other needs and I was like you know that's kind of not allowed like you can't really say that like it's, well, there's other so there's weird. other needs but like 
you don't need to say it like that like you're like kind of yeah. cutting lines but like but like I'm just thinking just, about yeah. other experiences I've had um well oh literally today today um so I'm at oh, yeah we forgot to mention that Yuma is in Japan oh. right now and she's yes. experiencing the Japanese life right now so yeah yeah um so I'm at, I'm, at, I'm at my grandparents' house and I haven't seen them for a while just because of like COVID and stuff. And my grandma's like, oh, you have such nice skin. And I'm just like, okay, nice. And I'm just thinking like, maybe it's because I don't have acne on my face or something like that. She's talking about skin texture. Mm. She's like, you're so white. And I'm just like, well. um, <laughs> um, and then she started talking about how like, because I have white friends and like sometimes like maybe she's seen a photo of me with them but um she says oh you're like just as white as your white friends it's so like pretty whatever and I'm just like that's so problematic yeah because white shouldn't equal pretty you know because yeah. like yeah but you I have to know. understand that they grew up with they're really like okay I'm not gonna lie a lot of um, the older generation, they're really traditional in the way they see things. Yeah, so they'd yeah. expect mm-hmm. you to like follow Asian beauty standards, even though it has changed. But in mm, their yeah. mind, it hasn't. So that's that's yeah. why like you need to understand that they're getting older. They can't really like keep up with the things and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it's just like it was so weird being told that yeah. you know, to my face as well. But, um, Personally, I feel like it's more of like a historic thing there as well because like obviously white historically not now anymore I don't think um but white equals more privileged more money more wealth yeah like like obviously you could probably get further in society if you were white even back now in, I back in the days but yeah yeah but, even now yeah. it's kind of like that as well yeah I I think I read this like article maybe it was a wikipedia thing but um it was it was about like the history of double eyelid surgery or something mm. like that and i think it talked about how in japan obviously at the end of the second world war it was occupied by the americans and i think the americans brought it to japan yeah i think i've um, read about this that, well. i'm not like really sure about that so that might not be true but i swear it was about how um yeah like the British soldiers wanted to make the Japanese women look more American, oh. or something like that. Um, I'm not too sure, but I think that the double eyelid kind of thing was perceived as more beautiful. So I think loads of women were going to get the pre- procedure done and things yeah. like that. I think it's not just like, like how do I say it? It's not just like real life people, but it's also it's also like media and stuff because. Mm. I'm sorry, if you look at, like, anime and manga and stuff, like, obviously, I love anime and I love manga, but the people you see in them, like, because, oh, there's this... The big eyes. Japanese, yeah, the huge eyes. Like, some some I just look at them and I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Like, their eyes take up, like, half the length of their face. It's so unrealistic, but it's, like, being promoted as beautiful. No one has eyes that big. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, I know, but... Like, people just get used to seeing that and they get used to being told that that is, like, what's beautiful, which is strange because no one can achieve that mm. size of... Like, actually just impossible. Oh, yeah, and... just, like, anatomically. 
And also there's this beauty standard in this is years ago, but in China. I don't know if you've seen the video, but they say that um if you have smaller feet you're more like beautiful. So um oh. have you seen that video? I don't know if you've seen it. But basically they from like young, they force girls to like they squish their feet into small, small shoes. And then I don't know if you've seen like the aftermath of it, but I it's think like the middle of their feet are really like squashed up and stuff mm. but that's the beauty standard in china in but in that little town i think a lot of a lot of the things that people do in order to look more beautiful like it can have serious health consequences mm. um like obviously the foot binding thing Tracy talked about now I've heard about it but also I read this thing or I saw this thing where because um I think in a lot of Asian countries it's seen as beautiful to have like a, a slim face a small face yeah yeah um and so people get like your jaw shaving surgery or something but mm. like you're literally like cutting off pieces of your skull and I think yeah. like there have been like studies and stuff that show that it can have such like negative implications later on in life and it's just like you go to so much like effort and like at the expense of your health to achieve a look which is like it's not like unattainable like it's not like not natural at least yeah yeah because obviously skin bleaching and stuff is bad for your skin and Mm yeah yeah so like also talking about like personal experiences so I personally know that I've dealt with a lot of like um things with like relatives talking about like Mm -hmm. fat shaming and things like that so like for example I'd go to my relative's house and they'll be like oh you've gotten um you've gotten fatter um or you've like or like you've grown this tall, oh or like um, your face is a bit chubbier. Um, like I remember like sitting yeah. at the dinner table um, with my family relatives, and I would stop eating because I was full, right? And then oh. they would go up to me and be like, "Oh, eat more, eat more. Are you scared of being fat?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, it's always clearly... the, are you on a diet? Are you on a diet? I'm <laughs> clearly like I was. Oh um, I was like." I think this usually happened when I was like overweight because I used to be um, like quite chubby as a kid and um, Mm. that usually happened when I was like eating and also when you are chubby when you are overweight and you eat outside it's kind of I feel self-conscious about it you know you're conscious you're Mm. like you're you're thinking about oh what if people like what are people thinking of me when I'm eating this but like yeah yeah just like my grandma for example um she was talking about I forgot someone she knew but she was like oh my gosh have you seen her recently she's gotten this big and Mm. it's like such a shame sort of thing and it's like (laughs) um I can't get straightforward but sometimes there are things you can't say and um they Mm. are gonna offend people in a certain way um also like the stigma around the word fat it's it is like you know, yeah, it needs to be talked about. But I think as a society, we're growing kind of, you know, t- more. We're talking about these kind of taboo issues a bit more. So I think mm. it's quite good. Um, think, yeah. What about your like personal experiences with 
not necessarily fat phobia but or fat shaming but like in terms of like beauty standards or like um this could also be like fat shaming or mm. just personal experiences yeah i, I want to know like uh typically i think the like the fat shaming and fat phobia is like more centered on women but i think mm-hmm. like it is it does also affect men a lot um but i just wanted to know what you thought Wilson. yeah that's a good question because like uh i also used to be really chubby too but um you said that it you think it affects like women more and i think maybe that is true because um i don't feel like i've ever really been like fat shamed or really? anything yeah i think I, yeah, when actually, you're younger just it's yeah. less maybe maybe like just because uh I was younger, it didn't really happen either, yeah. or so I'm mm. not too sure. But maybe it's because typically women are seen to, oh, be pretty so you can mm. have a good husband, blah, blah, blah. And men are more like, more so, oh, go to work, you should just provide for the family. So it doesn't really matter about your parents mm. to an extent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so yeah. like women are just held to like a higher standard. Yeah. 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 But also, yeah, yeah. I feel like when you're younger, it's when you're younger, it's more cushioned, and it's like Mm. when you're chubby, it's kind of cute. So it's like it's not as much fat shaming, but it's more like, oh, you're really cute, like you're growing bigger. But then as you grow older and you get to the same point of like age thirteen, secondary school, Mm. you kind of have these kind of like things where you're like, oh, maybe I am kind of fat because people are telling me this, and like you know, yeah, but. I think the increase in like focus on like male beauty standards, like the f- fat shaming and fat phobia towards men, has been increasing. Because um, mm. yeah, well, I feel like for women it's more like don't be fat, be skinny. But for men it's more like don't be fat, be muscular. Sort of beauty standard. Mm. Um, I think maybe it's just more of a don't be fat for men because. Recently, there's like the thing with like the more feminine look as well becoming more popular. Yeah. Again. So it's like yeah. I don't I don't feel like maybe like the muscles is like the main sort of look that like a lot of men go for now. Mm. Do you think that's a good thing or? Uh, I don't think it's a bad thing, but uh, I don't know if it's a good thing. But but like you should just look the way you want. Yeah. I guess, it's a, you. I guess it is like um seen as like a more normal thing to look more feminine because perhaps there were people that wanted to look like that who couldn't before because of like that masculine like muscle uh beauty standard before yeah only thing i'm really worried about is like if it goes too far and it becomes like a like a more of a requirement you know and that would be the, the the weird part but looking at the way things are right now i don't think that's a huge problem or a problem I'm not, yeah <laughs> yeah I think it it also depends on the extent one might go to attain like mm, yeah. the beauty standards. So obviously, as we said earlier, attaining like these beauty standards that are unrealistic obviously has a lot of health implications and things like that. So obviously, um, if somebody wants to be say thin or want to have a certain physique, mm-hmm. they might have plastic surgery or they might have liposuction done or they might get fat Mm. removed or they might just lose weight but in an unhealthy way so it it kind of like it really depends on what kind of beauty standard you're trying to conform to and also the impacts it has on the person yeah and we like uh, referred to like some of the physical impacts but obviously 
there are some really bad mental impacts because mm. being constantly told and like shown images of skinny people and how that's better and how that's the way you should look like mm. we know that it can lead to like eating disorders and stuff and I don't think people talk about that as much um, yeah because I feel like if someone who has like been impacted by beauty standards and they've like dieted or they've developed like a mental health issue such as like anorexia and they've become skinny then I think they're more likely to be like praised for it like wow you've lost weight and then Mm. people might not think about why is it because you want to be healthy or is it because like there's like a problem here and I think people are more likely to overlook problems of like mental health because they think this person has just like I think that just about wraps it up for this part of the episode. So we're going to take a little break now. Welcome back to the second part of this episode. And uh, let's start things off with what do you guys think about um, like deep rooted fat phobia and lack of plus size clothing? I'm just going to say I've never seen like an agent, like a shop in Japan Mm -hmm. selling plus size clothing, like just never. Mm. never Mm. yeah and you never see any like plus-sized models for anything either yeah I feel like even in even in western culture plus-size clothing is quite rare so yeah um, having plus-size clothing in Asia is like basically out of the norm non-existent you know it doesn't really exist yeah but also I feel like um the term like plus-sized itself can be a bit problematic because it's already mm. suggesting that like that you're not are, in the normal like, range out, yeah it's like yeah and it's like but no that the like people like this are just like they're a normal part of society I feel like even like obviously having plus size clothing is good because it's like including these people but the name also kind of shows like oh you're like separate from the norm sort of thing mm. but I don't know yeah we should definitely see more plus size clothing in Asian countries just because it's basically non-existent as far as I can tell yeah um but I guess like um I don't know how much this is related to that but I think like the number of people who are overweight or like obese is lower in asian countries yeah yeah I'm not saying that, i think it's because of like that, things that we eat and mm. the things that people do and the lifestyle yeah. kind of aspect of it um i mean obviously that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have plus size clothing available but i think i saw like a statistic it was like 40 percent of american adults are or overweight and i think that's just crazy because it's, mm. that's like nearly one in two people, right? And obviously that's a really mm. big health problem. But I think in Japan it was like, oh, I can't remember. The, it was, I think it was 4%. So like a tenth of the amount of people in America. And I think that's just that's just crazy. But um, yeah, but that shouldn't stop companies from making and providing a wider range of clothing sizes. Just mm. Mm. Yeah, I feel like also because 
especially in Asia, because I think the beauty standard is to be petite, small and like thin. Um, yeah. Like the scale is different. So um, yeah. I don't know how many how many clothing sites you guys have been on, but um, predominantly on like sites like Yes Style, and, like mm-hmm. K like K clothing brands and like especially Chinese brands as well. Um, mm-hmm. Their like clothing is like a vastly different size. So our large is like their non-existent size because they probably don't okay. have any large. Their large is considered our small. So for example, yeah. their large is our size eight, which is small for us but large for them which i think is crazy because like it's, it's the same size it's like i think somebody that's small is large and it's like it, bruh. yeah no i mean like when i buy clothes in the uk i'm always looking for the extra small the extra extra small you know because i'm small but then i get like i come to japan and suddenly i'm like medium and i'm just like mm excuse me what because if I bought a medium in the UK it would just be giant for me and mm. it just this is weird but like I feel fatter when I'm in Japan it's mm. because everyone around me is like skinnier and people are expected to be skinnier in Japan mm. even more so than in the UK where it's sort of thing but yeah it's I mean I guess to a certain extent like western people are like slightly larger just in terms of height for example mm-hmm. but still like still it's just really weird it's like culture shock sort of thing mm. yeah. yeah i think it's a real hit or miss because i do appreciate that asia's like proportions match our proportions like if you shop here i find that it's really annoying when like the waist you know like the length of the waist or the torso yeah. is just off but yeah. at the same time you go to asia it's like the proportions are right but part of me is just kind of like well, this is a bit of a, you know, it deflates my ego because I'm like, I thought I was skinnier than this. I go to Asia and I'm like, oh, I'm borderline fat here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what happened to me being like the extra small waist and then I go here, I'm like, fuck, my waist is just out. <laughs> no, but you I can't even pull them up. You're blind. Yeah. You can't even pull them up. You're barely just out and I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't like that. But, yeah, no, I think what you said about the proportions as well because... I think Western people just in general have like shorter torsos and like longer limbs. Mm. But, like you can tell from the trousers in the UK. Yeah, the trousers I mean, are always so long. Like let me just like, like roll up a with, like, size, the you just like it's still it's still so long. Like I know you just want a pair of trousers that are just they just fit nice, and like you just want yeah. them to be that the perfect perfect length. But you just, yeah, that doesn't happen. And then people make fun of me for, like, buying some children's clothes. Like, I'm sorry, they're, like, made for, like, shorter lengths, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But the problem is, like, if you look for something that has the right length, then usually it's, like, too tight. But then if you yeah. look for something that's, like, the right, like, sideways fit, then it'll be too long in the yeah, UK. Yeah. 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 I definitely think that I, that's definitely a problem for me. Yeah. yeah I think I've talked about that a lot of like my friends and like the mm. struggle of buying clothes uh moving on to the world of k-pop guys because I obviously had a k-pop phase oh. everyone knows that now I've mentioned <laughs> a lot on this podcast um that I had a k-pop phase mm. but also there's this thing where um k-pop idols and like c-pop idols they have like this promotion of having a thin physique and for some unattainable also 
I think a lot of the idols promote kind of toxic diet culture. I'm not saying all of them. Obviously, mm. they can they can all um, have their own like metabolisms, genetics. They could genetically be slim, whatnot, and just be really successful. Mm. But also, it lies in the fact that they are slim and that they can no. get to the training level. Yeah, like so. Yeah. How, how much do you think that like idol culture affects like Asian beauty standards? Considering the fact, like you know, um, everyone knows like Somi, right? Yeah. Like, so she's known for being, like, really skinny and all that. And it was really controversial because, like, this one time she posted her weight on her Instagram by accident or whatever. And um, I know that a lot of people argue that, like, you know, she's, like, born that way. Her body is, like, made that way. But it's not. Because if you look to a couple of years ago when, like, before she was a trainee or whatever, mm-hmm. she wasn't that skinny. She was, like, you know, she was a bit more chubby side. So it clearly shows yeah. that it's not a natural way. And then it's to be added that, like, people like IU who are, like, really praised for her body type. She out like she admitted publicly that she had like bulimia and anorexia during those times. So it clearly shows that there's like some sort of like you know bad uh, promotion in terms of body image through idols. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely a thing because they do promote like to a certain extent unhealthy eating as well. Because um, yeah. I know that there's an IU diet where you literally just in the evening you have like a protein shake and then at lunch you just have one sweet potato. Or um, the Somi diet, I think I've heard, is for three meals a day, you eat one banana. And I think that oh. is crazy. Like, How do you even get like all the necessary like, nutrients don't. of just a banana? That, that you just have make... the carbs, energy, that's it. You literally have yeah. a banana per meal or an apple per meal and that's enough. There'd literally be like no protein, no nutrients, no like literally nothing. But, Sugar but, yeah, and all diet foods are literally just sweet potato, banana, apple and egg. I think in the morning you have to eat an egg for the IU diet or something. Sorry, I have to go. Just one thing before I go. I think idols, like, obviously, they cause a lot of, like, they add to the beauty standards and the, the toxicity. But I think, like, they're def- they're also, like, victims of it. Because, mm. like, I think a lot of the time they're forced yeah. to do these diets and stuff mm-hmm. and i think yeah because i've heard this thing where like sometimes an idol will get like a cake as a present or, like for their birthday or something and then you see a lot of videos of them dropping their cakes and i've heard it being said that it's because they can't eat a cake because of their like strict diets and stuff and i think mm. like that's just so limiting um mm. and obviously like having to constantly uh, like keep up this like image of being like beautiful or attractive which is not necessarily decided by you but by like a manager or something that's just mm. going to be really harmful as well so that's probably one of the reasons why are you I think develop those like mental health disorders but yeah that's kind of the base like the last thing I can say because I have to go have dinner now <laughs> so yeah. sorry, um bye guys thank you for coming yeah on. Yeah. Uh, thank you bye 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 um so i've also heard like of this k-pop idol i think her name is one young and i think mm. i've seen her all over um tiktok and all over instagram because of her she's been like praised for her really super slim physique and like she's basically the the golden standard for like to have like to have that body is like the golden standard right and um if you look at her pictures from like three years ago or like her trainee days, she was quite like a normal weight, right? But now I feel like since she joined like her 
girl group. I don't know her girl group. I think it's like iZone or something. I don't know. Um, but since she joined her like girl group, she's gotten a lot slimmer. And like since she got slimmer, I think she's getting a lot of compliments. But then also I'm noticing that I'm not going to comment on her body too much, but that she's gone a lot slimmer. So like to a point where it's like mm. people are like actually going to follow her and that might be dangerous, I guess. To be honest, I think it's just kind of dangerous how every now and then they just pick a new it girl for an idol. Yeah. And it's just kind of, it's harmful to both the idol and the people because not only are they just constantly changing the beauty standards of like the rest of the like, young girls and stuff, but also the idol who worked really hard to maintain their body, to maintain like the idol it spot has just kind of been thrown away for no reason. Mm. I think that's also a thing with social media because there's always that cancel culture, like them being like disposable, like things that people just look at and just oh, one time they're in and then the next they're out. It's kind of like, well, kind of toxic. But yeah, um, so like I think a lot of trainees um, in like the C-pop and K-pop industries, they often get like, Obviously, they're they're forced into like I don't know some crazy diet, or they like that like their companies ask them to get like plastic surgery done to like alter their face shape or to change their body or things like that. I think that's quite harmful. They're like, what what are your opinions on that? It just kind of like it doesn't feel right that a company has to like like idols to like get plastic surgery just to look better for it. Just doesn't seem right because I think as soon as someone becomes a trainee, the company owns them like yeah, like owns them like every part of them in a way yeah um contract. yeah there's like a there's like a really strict contract that idols have to follow um i don't even know like a certain extent to it but yeah so there's like obviously in asia there's there's like a preferred facial um and like v-shaped jaw small face as we said earlier but also, I feel like there's also one predominant one, which is um, double eyelids. So I'm going to Korea on Saturday. So I'll be there for three weeks. And mm-hmm. I shall tell you that the main purpose for me on this holiday was definitely to get my double eyelids done. And I have been planning this for like how many years now? Since I was like seven, eight. Wow, that's really a really long time, yeah. No, because um, the reason why it started is because when I was like, I think I was like year three or year four, and one of the girls were making fun of my eyes, making fun of whatnot, and I was just crying to my mum. And then um, my mum was like, don't worry about it, we can fix it when you're older. Mm-hmm. So I've been literally counting down the days and every mm-hmm. summer until like this day yeah. come, because she said that like, if I'm on my 16th, I can get it done. So we've actually like booked consultations and stuff now. So quite literally, two weeks time, I will have double eyelids, which is uh, epic to me, guys. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> would you say that like um the asian beauty standards kind of influenced you to get the surgery or would you say that it's just because you want to i mean yeah. i would say it's a mix 100 percent, because it's one of those things where had it like had i been more accepted with modelers when i was younger i don't think i would have really cared enough to get double eyelids done mm. but it's the fact that at the end of the day i I'm, i don't feel pressure to get anything done like you know yeah, yeah, like it's course. i know that it's completely up to me and so I'm okay with it. Yeah, I feel like when people have the choice to do it, whether they want to do it or not, because I guess it is your own body. Like there should be no like stigma around it. People should be allowed to do what they want mm. with their bodies. And 
if you want to get plastic surgery done go for it if it's if it's what makes you happy then you know yeah I think that's the main idea because when people say that they get plastic surgery there's always that stigma where people are like oh you got plastic surgery you're not natural people like Ollie London like like you're not natural like you're just (laughs) um you're fake or like you're plastic so I think that that kind of stigma needs to kind of go because do you think there's like a scale for it where it's like people accept yeah, it if it's not I too much but if you're completely like changing like completely you're changing your look then it's a bit different yeah, yeah to it's assess like... yeah, extent... change and enhance mm. yeah change yeah. and enhance i think that's yeah change and enhance because if you're doing it just to change like your whole entire like thing like ollie london then it's kind of a bit excessive but like if it's just to enhance like to make like to make your hips a bit wider what you like the hips you already have wider or i don't know do your nose but like yeah accentuate your nose or you know to make your features more prominent i think that's fine like i i have no opinion on that whatsoever like you guys do whatever i mean if it makes you happy then like sure yeah yeah (laughs) as long as it makes you happy and as long as you like feel satisfied at the end you think you did what you thought was right for yourself then i think that's a win Mm. yeah so i think yeah um in Asia, like plastic surgery is very common. So I think, especially double eyelid surgery, it's like very common. Like you can get it just done, like in, in like clinics, just like mm-hmm. plastic surgery clinics. Just you can walk in and walk out. Um, it's like getting your nails done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's like um, a really simple procedure, really fast. But um, yeah, I I don't really have an opinion on having more eyelids, double eyelids. I think that everyone looks beautiful with or without. Um, yeah everyone does i think that there's there's no difference is it everyone looks you know everyone needs to be different like it's not with or without it's just you guys all look beautiful you know (laughs) um yeah but also we're gonna we're gonna shift the focus of this episode Mm -hmm. also to um changing male beauty standards Mm -hmm. um i think we touched on this in the first half of the episode um but I think we're going to focus on this as well. Um, hmm, recently, this part. it's like yeah. all you've been seeing on like TikTok and stuff of Asian males is like like the perm with the circular glasses. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's just yeah. I think that, that's becoming uh, a big trend as of recent. And uh, yeah, mm. definitely. Because um, like in terms of the TikToks I've seen, there's yeah. always like those TikToks that are like. Um, choose your asian male or like <laughs> um, like where do you think i've seen those find attractive or but like yeah those kind of tiktoks the men that always come up are like they're like east asian mm. I, I don't think i've ever seen a south asian one but they're probably all yeah. south asian edition ones but if you say asian people usually think of east asians mm-hmm. tall slim um just to make it a tad bit rebellious they might have a bit of tattoos just a tad, <laughs> just a tad bit rebellious. Oh, they got um, their piercings. Or like piercings, yeah. yeah. Um, or like they'll be they'll be lean, but muscular, but they won't be overly muscly. They'll yeah. be like that mid range kind of line on ab, and then like you know, lean. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll be like dark hair, pattern bangs, or something like that, or messy hair. I don't know, fluffy hair you pick your guy but yeah i think i think that's like the main aesthetic quote in quotations aesthetic around asian men 
guys I how you talk about to. how Asian dads have the f- biggest calves. I promise you. <laughs> That's where oh my genetics come my from. God. I have huge yeah, calves, you know. That makes oh, me so insecure. Oh it's actually crazy. They have calves for days. <laughs> No, because they've been walking around like mountains. You yeah, know? it's like oh, yeah, back in the day when they go to school. Back in the day, they had to climb a mountain, fight two tigers, yep. swim across the river just to get to school. No, not the river, the ocean, oh, the whole entire Atlantic Ocean to get to school. Yeah, and I just had to carry my little brother on my back while I was doing that. And then I had to carry two bags of rice as well, <laughs> carry home as well. Yeah, I think now it's more of a, there's like a, not demand, but there's more of a growth in leaning towards men that are slimmer. More feminine is the thing. Yeah, more feminine. Yeah. Like, because oh. you can see, like, from the K-pop. Like, none of them are um, extremely muscular or anything. None of them you know, are extremely don't... muscular. All of them are really slim. Yeah. All of them are tall. At least, like, six foot, like, 5'10". Um, there's but, yeah. like, I don't know if you've seen on TikTok where there's, like, oh, dad bod or slim bod. You know, that that <laughs> one. That yeah, stuff yeah. that doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't like make it. sense to me. Like what, it I, literally I don't get it, doesn't. Cause, yeah, yeah. But I think beauty standards is just a really sensitive topic for some people. Yeah, I assume. it is because it's hard That's to high. talk about and about the issues of it as well. Yeah, and always there's always going to be conflicting kind of ideas surrounding it there's always going to be oh but that person is like this but this person is like this but also I feel like beauty standards are always changing so it's like good to acknowledge the fact that you know we can't always conform to these kind of quote-unquote beauty standards or you know if you know what I mean like we can't always conform to them there are obviously things that we can't change about ourselves that we wish we could change but I think that being, self-confidence. That's yeah, self-confidence, having self-love. Like accepting who you are. Yeah, having like some acceptance. Is... Yeah, I think as you grow older, you kind of realise, oh, it's kind of stupid. Um, I don't think I've gotten to that point yet. But hmm. um, yeah, when you grow older and mature, I feel like you think that vanity is just so it's just a thing in the past and just this, it's just not really there anymore and like eventually but, you'll probably find something that just like fits you and you don't have to end up yeah. conforming to like the, the popular trend that's always on well that about wraps it up thank you for listening to this episode of the asian voice and we hope that you enjoyed our discussion on east asian beauty standards please follow our instagram at the asian voice pod and our spotify also check out our website if you haven't already the link is in our spotify bio If you enjoyed listening, please take a look at our other episodes, such as episode 3 and 4, where we talk about Hong Kong culture and Asian stereotypes. Shout out to the supporter of the month, Yasir. Bye!